Has your co-host ever been about to leave for three weeks and you're stranded? If so, you might be having a moderately mediocre Monday. <laughs> we get it. Hello and welcome to the Moderately Mediocre Podcast, a nice little little show where we talk about a little, little bit of anything and everything. A lot know? of a lot of things. A lot of things. Some things and not other things. Some things and not other things, but maybe those other things will be things things at some point in the future. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Richard. I'm TJ. And we are here to bring you just the best old day. Joy. Happiness. You did that last time. Or... Or something like that. Who cares? Yeah. We're here to bring you nonsense. Nonsense of the moderate caliber. Speaking of, it's episode 10. This is our, this is our <laughs> inaugural 10th episode. We've made it to 10. We've made it to 10. I'm... Are you proud? I'm very proud, I'm proud. actually. Proud. <laughs> I'm like... We, we initially went into this just to be kind of like, you know, an art... For outlet, yeah. Art outlet, like just something to be creative with, um, and I'm I'm having a really good time. I am it, too. To be honest, I am so happy. Like this is like I actually look forward to this every single week. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. and I actually look forward to looking at random shit. Like I love learning, and I think that this is like giving me the perfect opportunity to look into random ass shit. Yeah, and like I I am constantly learning things that I did not know. I learn about how your mind works every week. You're going to get a really good dose of it today. Oh, hell yes. I'm excited. Um, But yeah, we... uh, We're looking to... We're looking to expand the podcast. Expanding (laughs) the... What is it? Excerpts of our podcast. Yeah, we want to become rich and famous so we don't have to work anymore. Well, we're just rich and TJ right now. (laughs) Hey, there you go. I hate you. I know. Um, but yeah, I like. I think like I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of me. And I'm very <laughs> proud of us. And I, I want to give us a shout out because we did one shout out for ourselves. We shouted out the cool music we the made. The cool music we yeah. made. And I don't think we gave that enough credit because like if anybody's listening to this, like we literally made that ourselves. We did. It was... We, we've made so far everything. All everything ourselves. ourselves. Even those articles, we made those. <laughs> We made history happen around us. Yeah, history. <laughs> history. Yeah. History. Like women, like you, you have history. No, I, those things his, are history. Stupid. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, I like. I really, I really like what we've done so far, and I'm super excited to see where it goes. And yeah. if you are a listener and have been a listener for like a whole ten episodes plus you, one mini, you've been here since the start. You know what? Thank you. Thank you. We are we are talking about you. You are so good. Look how far you've come. Look at yourself in the mirror and give yourself a high five. Give yourself a high five. Maybe not in the mirror because if you, you break might break it, it, but like you know what? Pat yourself on the back instead. Hard. Well, only if you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot to mention something to you, which I'm also going to mention to the audience right now. Uh, we are now live on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. <gasps> 
Amazing. Yeah, I, we just had to wait and get the approval for it. And oh. in that time, I forgot to tell you. So, okay. uh, yeah, we're open on three platforms now. So. It's funny. I actually looked at Anchor, which is the, the platform that we post first, and then it all goes to all of the other streams. And it said, what is it? Something cast? Something Comcast? Comcast? Yeah. Chromecast? Com Chromecast? Chromecast. Maybe it's Chromecast. That comes up as a platform. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah. So I, I thought that was cool. Someone's been casting to their TV. So if uh, if that's you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. If you also have been enjoying our show for this long, I mean, you might as well tell people about it. Might so. as well tell people about it. Um, yeah. Like, like, give us a like and a follow. I've been thinking we should probably make like... Twitter or something? I, I don't know. Something, something, I, some like, easy platform to follow. 150 characters is a lot of power when you're witty and silly. It's a lot of power. It's That's too funny. much power. It's too much power. Anyway, we're, we're gonna we're gonna discuss that on our own time. You guys don't get the inside scoop on that. Not yet, anyways. Yet. But yeah, all in all, thanks for being here. Um, you're in for a hell of an episode today. Yep. We have planned something moderately special for you. <laughs> <laughs> but first, I guess we can start off with introductions. Introductions, yeah. Like, how has your week been? What's, what's been going on? Hello, my name is Richard. I'm here to tell you about myself. <laughs> Let's see, this week has been... This is a job interview. This is a job interview. Um, hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> my no, palms are um, sweaty. Knees weak, arms are getty. Getting heavy. Getting heavy. Um, let's see, what's new with me this week? Um, I am going to attend the Third Space 25-year anniversary this evening, so I'm oh, going to dress up and be all fancy for that. Fancy man. Yeah. I've been working lots, always. Um, hmm. Have I done it? I went and hung out with Derek. Oh! Amazing. Yeah, I went, I went to Derek's house. Derek's house. I, I want to know every detail. Oh, you're going to. I know. I'm probably going to end up coming Absolutely. at some point because... It's so much fun. He's hilarious. He is hilarious. We, uh, so actually, just very, very quick, seeing as we are here and now talking about Dara, um, TJ is going to be gone for the next three-ish Three-ish week. weeks. Three-ish weeks. Yeah. Uh, so in that time, I've lined up a couple people to just come in and we're going to do some minis together. Mm -hmm. uh, TJ and I do have a couple minis that we're also going to post. Uh, so Derek, Derek is going to be one of those people. Uh, my friend Lindsay is going to be one of those people. She's actually the one leading the uh, 25-year anniversary space. of Third Space. And the other one is my good friend Riley. So, uh, yeah, they're going to come on and we're going to play some some nonsense together. So. And you won't be disappointed because those three people are absolute amazing individuals. Yeah, they're all they're all good people. Of course, no one can compare to our dear TJ. Of course, no of one course. can compare to the five-foot-two stature of this force. <laughs> She's a force of a woman. <laughs> that force is like a fart after a burrito, but <laughs> that's a strong force. Well, there you go. Uh, so anyway, that that's me. What's going on with you? What you uh, what you been up to? Well, other, yeah, I've been packing today for for the for the work stuff. So I'll be hoisted away into the middle of the ocean for a week, and then Gross. I'll probably be back for a day, and then hoisted away again for another two weeks. So horrible. Um, I'm excited, but you know, scared of the violent nausea that I succumb to every single trip. Uh, however, today, this morning, I decided to be proactive and go to spin class at Tommy Meat, which is uptown, which is an amazing place. Uh, Zoe, if you're ever listening to this podcast, thank you for this morning because it kicked my ass. Zoe's great. Um, but essentially, I 
I woke up, I went to spin, I came home, I was so grateful. I was like, this is the best day ever. Wow. I'm going to come back home and take Luna for a walk at 6.30 before I go, before I get ready for work. And as soon as you I... You did all this before 6.30? Yeah. Jesus. It happens. I, like, it's a spurt thing. It just cycles. <laughs> cycles through. Other days I can't get out of bed. Anyways, um, so I go to take Luna to go for a walk. And then as soon as I open my fucking door, a ginormous spider... Nice, okay, not nice. maybe, maybe not ginormous, but like a larger than normal average spider. A like moderately sized spider. A moderately <laughs> sized spooderman comes Spooderman. crawling through the door and in into the into my apartment. Like I did, Luna over kill there. Her? No, Luna didn't even know it was a, a thing. That's fair. Was it bigger than her? No, well, Pr- pretty much. Maybe by mass, but <laughs> essentially. I was like met with this like internal debacle of whether or not I'm going to kill this thing or set it free and my fear of spiders is great. And so I decided to go for the walk with Luna, but in order to keep it contained, I put a glass mason jar over top of it in order so that it wouldn't just make fucking babies in my apartment somewhere and I had to deal with that. Anyways. Maybe it was just going to eat like flies. There's no flies in the apartment. There's no flies in here. Not re- No, there's not really. There's Luna. It might have caught her in, in the web. Honestly, could have spun a web, caught her, and then I would have had to bury her somewhere, <laughs> which is a terrible, morbid thought. Um, so yeah, that no. happened. And then as soon as I walked outside, I got shit on by a seagull. Uh, apparently that's good luck. Okay, apparently it's good luck, but that is just something that people say when they're trying to make you feel good about a shitty thing that happened. Literally a shitty thing. Literally. Literally shitty. But what was absolute absurd about this was because I walked outside. Nobody else is walking at that hour in the morning. Of course. I was in the middle of like the the crosswalk, and they had the the seagull had all this opportunity to shit anywhere else, and it decided on me was but, the but idea. But look at it this way. It also had all that opportunity to shit directly on you. <laughs> I hate that. I think they do it on purpose. And they then absolutely as soon do as it, it on happened, purpose. they went into like this cackle. Like oh, yeah. all of them were like, <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking mockery. It is mockery. They know exactly what they're doing. Those bastards are smarter than we give them credit for. Anyways. Those sea rats. Fucking beach chickens. Uh, yeah, Beach so that chickens. happened, and I, instead of... You didn't like that, Haley. Do, do, do you have something to say, Luna? She spoke the language of her people. And she said she hated it, too. A mutual hatred of seagulls. And seagulls defecating. Of course. It's all they do. And eat. And mate, I guess, but... Yeah. Yeah, so that's that was my life today, and... Um, it sounds like that might be bringing us to... I was going to do a drum roll, but that would just roll the mic, so I'm not going to do that. True, you could... Uh, I could I could place one. Yeah, I could place a real one in, but I also don't feel like doing that. Um, we have prepared ten topics. Ten, ten, ten. To topics, talk about topics, topics, topics. today. Today, today. For our tenth... Ten, ten, ten. Episode! Episode! <laughs> How much do you hate us right now? A lot. So much. Oof. Uh, who who starts? You? Me? I can't remember who started last time. It was, it was you. me. It was so you. you you begin. Okay. Do you, do you want to do like you do one? I do one. Yeah. Yeah let's yeah, do yeah, that. yeah yeah yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is like an, a literal representation of a spiral for me. All right. My five articles. Are they all linked? 
are linked in my own way. LinkedIn. Okay, so first of all, mm-hmm. uh, it's a relatively recent article about the Calgary Stampede. Oh, interesting. I have a friend who is just there, actually. Really? What am I hitting? Yeah. Um, did they happen to pass by a period pain simulator? I uh, don't know. I didn't ask. Oh. Well, apparently... It, 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 was, it was a girl, so I'm sure she... She already knew. Already knew. Yeah. Um, a period pain simulator was present at the Stampede this year. Nice. And uh, it was kind of done in like a, you know, market style way. Like there was like vendors set up. So they, the vendor... Have you ever felt a period? Would you like to? A period, an era. Ah. <laughs> the company is called Some Days, and they are aiming to take the stigma out of period pain with this electric stimulator. Is there stigma against it? Yeah. So basically, a lot of people essentially just assume, like, if you're on your period and you're having period pain, that just like, ah, get over it. Still do your job. Don't do anything. Don't wince. Don't take it off. Don't do anything. Just run. How about some hot water? A Tylenol? A Midol? You're fine. Keep going. Yeah. I have heard that, like, period cramps and even the pain of pregnancy is, like, a fraction of what a man feels when he's got a cold. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I've heard. Yeah. yeah, I'm joking. I know you are, but that's a funny one. My dad would laugh at that. Good. Um, That's for you, TJ's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but basically, like, there's a ton of people that was interested in lining up at this booth to try the simulator. And most of them happened to be men. I was going to say, you, you know it's people that were like, oh, yeah, I can take this. It's literally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's this one guy, his name's Tyler Bingham, and he was a top bull rider from Utah. He tested this, this like, his pain tolerance because he had literally broken a fuck ton of his his body by, un- by undergoing a, yeah, a bull riding accident. <laughs> Imagine breaking body via cow. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And uh, he uh, he tried the simulator, and after trying it, he said that he's going to probably stick to bull riding rather than wanting to ever menstruate. Yeah. So, yeah. But basically, it was it was really, um, I said, I guess, like, provocative and, like, making the conversation more prevalent about how women like basically are expected to just endure this instead of invalidating somebody's who like a person who menstruates feelings about having this absurd pain in their abdomen and assuming that they're just going to continue life and work the same anyways i thought that was kind of cool i like it that's my first one good job um i'm i'm taking a Wholly different approach. I love this. This is all over the spectrum. I like it. Um, Are you ready? Yep. So I've given each of mine a clever little title. Nice. All right. The first one is Oklahoma Man and the Bigfoot Murder. I have no idea where this is going. All right. According to Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, two men went fishing together on a sunny afternoon. Uh, What should have been a peaceful day quickly turned deadly. Oh, my God. This is, this is all my writing of recapping articles. Oh, so. yes, yes, yes. Um, Larry Sanders uh, in, first engaged with his, his friend in a fist fight uh, with his fishing partner there. No, and no. further went on, like this fist fight apparently lasted quite a while. And it ended with Sanders strangling his friend to death. Jesus. Um... Sanders allegedly believed that Knighton, the guy he killed, Mm -hmm. uh, was attempting to summon Bigfoot to eat him. 
Uh, and this was reiterated many times. This, this was the story he went with, that uh, Knighton kept on trying to summon Bigfoot, and this guy freaked out and strangled him. When the paranoia hits. Yep. Uh, so afterwards, Sanders was very compliant with police and even helped draw a map to uh, Knighton's body. It is believed he was under some sort of influence. Ah, uh, the influence. Crazy. Bigfoot strikes again. Was he under the influence or was Bigfoot lurking I in the shadows? I think he might have been time? under the influence of Bigfoot. Oh my god. <laughs> they should make a drug called Bigfoot. Yeah. Maybe it exists. Who knows? Uh, who knows? But yeah, that's... Some concoction uh, somewhere in someone's bathtub. That's Oklahoma Man and the Bigfoot murder. Aw. Well, it sucks that a guy died, but it like... It does suck that a guy died, but like, you know, it's it, it was... Sort of, Wow, no, that's really... I, it was listed under the comedy section. Oh, <laughs> all right. That's really depressing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fine. Moving right along. Moving right along. Lo- along. Moving along is difficult. I did that actually over the weekend. I helped my friends... Move over a lawn? Well, it wasn't really moving over a lawn. It was tilling it so that they could lay down sod. Mm. Now my back hurts. Have you tried Tiger Balm? No. Oh. Scared of tigers. They bite. What about bombs? I'm also scared of bombs. <laughs> bombs with an L? Less scared. How do you pronounce balm? Is it balm? Like, do you pronounce the L in balm? Balms. <laughs> I used to get made fun of because I pronounce the L more than I should. Balms. Balm. Balm. Okay. This is horrible. I hate it. <laughs> so my first article was the period pain simulator, and that was on a scale, right? Like, okay. there was, like, a scale of, like, 1 to 10 of how bad this, like, period pain simulator would be. And so I got to thinking, what Scales. else is on the scale? Pain? Wait. Pain? Wait. Scales? Batman! The Joker is hiding on the scale train! I didn't watch that. That wasn't a thing. I'm oh. just, I'm just, that's how I picture your mind works. That's... Have you heard of the Waffle House Index? The Waffle House Index? What the hell is that? Are we talking like International House of Waffles? Like a Waffle House. International House of Pancakes? IHOP? It's not IHOP. Waffle House is Waffle a Waffle House thing. is a thing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So this, the scale of the period simulator got me thinking about scales. So I looked up scales history facts. Okay. And I came across Waffle House Index. And... <laughs> <laughs> is no i'm just gonna let i'm just gonna let <laughs> the peanut gallery found that one i'm just i'm just gonna let you take this one what do you what, do so, you, what is this the waffle house index is an informal metric named after waffle house to determine the effect of a storm and the likely what the likelihood of um like of assistance required for disaster recovery what? So, <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a list of people that are super fat because of Waffle House. Nope, it is not. It is something used by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, which is the, which is FEMA, which is the, oh the people who God. make scales and disaster problem Why is solutions. it named the Waffle House Index? Because it was coined by Craig Fugate, and he works for the for Federal Emergency Management Agency. And uh, it was basically said... So it happened in 2011 in May, following the Joplin tornado, when uh, two Waffle Houses remained open, 
And so it's essentially like a, a funny thing where like you determine how bad the situation is based <laughs> off of the Waffle House is open. Oh my God. So there's three levels in this scale. That's amazing. It's green, yellow, and red. And so green means that there's a, still a full menu at Waffle House. <laughs> The restaurant has power and no damage. Okay. Yellow means that they have a limited menu. No power, but only a generator. Limited menu. And then red is the restaurant is closed and severe damage. Oh my god. What what does it take for a Waffle House to close? Break it's actually out? funny because it says that by the, like, so this was coined in 2011. And yep. since then, they haven't had to use the red so a lot of shit might go down before red happens. Yeah, I guess so. Jesus. So if you ever work for a Waffle House, just know that you ain't closing. You ain't having a snow oh day. Oh my God. And we thought the Amazon warehouses were bad. <laughs> yeah. Waffle House deep workers form a damn union. Seriously. This is unacceptable. Unless Waffle House is made with like like insanely strong bunker walls. Well, apparently the staff on board are like very well trained in... In disaster recovery, disaster management, yeah, but because like, but that you, area you shouldn't has... have to. <laughs> you shouldn't have to be like tornado going through. Yes, sir. Everybody, let's round up to the Waffle House. Round up to safe. the Waffle House. It ain't blowing off its foundations. <laughs> God damn. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. So that that's my second one. You go ahead. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, once again, I'm taking things in a very different direction. <laughs> I like it. All right. I've titled this one. You ready for it? You ready for it? Eben Byers jaw-dropping death. Oh, is everything about death? No, I okay, thought okay. I thought it would be, but uh, three of them are. Okay, that's anyway. Fine. That's fine. Uh, so, <clears throat> born in the late 1800s to a wealthy and powerful industrialist family, Eben Byers had it all. As he grew up, uh, he lived a very, very privileged life. He had, like, his parents had all sorts of money. He had mm-hmm. all sorts of wealth. He was enrolled in a very like expensive school i forget what it was uh and he eventually became a professional golfer in the early 1900s um eben suffered an arm injury and at first i was like was it an impressive swing he took Mm. and no apparently it wasn't he was on a train and it came to a sudden lurching stop and he fell forward and hurt his arm oh that's less impressive less impressive i don't know if he actually like broke it or anything but uh he went to a doctor for pain medication, and this is, this is the early 1900s, and he was prescribed radium. What? Radium. Do you know what radium is? Uh, is it radioactive? Well, sort of. Crack, you know what radium is? Our in-house pharmacist? It is. An element, It says. sure is. It's a rare earth element, in fact. A rare. Um, so, fun fact that they now know about radium... Um, in high doses of exposure, it can cause cancer and, like, almost specifically bone cancer. Oof. So this guy, uh, I assume it was probably also incredibly addictive or something like that because, uh, he took over 14,000 pills in the duration of about several years. I don't have the exact dates on that. 14,000? 14,000 pills. Um all radium pills. So he, he died in 1932 at the age of 51 from cancer. But before he could die, his bones had literally become so brittle and like so eroded that his jaw literally fell off of his face. 
Holy shit. Um, thus, Evan Byers' jaw-dropping death. <laughs> hey! hey! We made it. It's really, really sad. Well, that's that's crazy, though. Yeah, I didn't do- know that it would... Well, do- I mean, if you took enough, that yeah, would definitely... Uh, do- doctors realized after that that, hey, maybe this shit's not so good. Yeah. You'd think that he'd stop taking... Well, I guess if they didn't know if that was the cause. Yeah, and like I said, it must be, like, addictive or something like that, because I think if my bones were falling apart... I'd- that being said, it is an extremely strong painkiller, so mm-hmm. there's chances that he didn't... Notice really the pain. Interesting. Yep. Wow. That's my. That's number two. Also number four, of ten. Of ten. We are two fifths of the way done. Episode ten. All right. Enough math. Okay. (laughs) So hit us with the halfway point, number five, one half. So if of the way done. If you remember, (laughs) the Waffle House index was my last one. Oh my god! I forgot. Um. I didn't forget. I know you didn't. So with, this is, again, where my brain went. Um, don't tornadoes. Put, don't put the paper between you and the mic. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um, so with things falling. Don't turn your head away from the mic. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fine. I'm here now. <laughs> okay. With things falling. Yep. Like hurricanes, disasters, whatever. I thought of gravity. And everybody already knows gravity, but... I got to looking at Sir Isaac Newton and hurricanes. Everybody falling. Gravity. Sir Isaac Newton, the Illuminati. <laughs> I mean, close. No. Shit. So, uh, <laughs> I searched up a fact about Sir Isaac Newton, and did you know that Sir Isaac Newton had a cure for the bubonic plague? Bubonic? Bubonic? Actually, I've heard it pronounced both ways. I'm not going to correct you on that because someone's going to be like, it's actually a bubonic plague. I, whatever it is. Whatever it is. The plague. The plague. Do you know that he has a, a cure? Can you guess what it, what it is? It is apples to the head. <laughs> That'd be funny. No, it's not. Um, so basically, there was an auction where a handwritten document for uh, an Isaac Newton's idea to how to treat the plague um, was like sold. And it's basically stated uh, a toad puke lozenge. A toad puke lozenge. Was the cure. And What the fuck is a toad puke lozenge? So, this is how you make one. Oh my god. You suspend the toad by the legs inside a chimney for three days until it vomits up all of the dead bugs. What? The bugs are to be caught in a dish of yellow wax. When the toad dies, you have to grind it into a powder and then mix it all together and you form these lozenges. And then you place the lozenges on uh, the, like, the, the plaques, so like the, the plague-covered places on your skin that's eroding like the boils and yeah dying skin yeah. and stuff okay yeah. okay and supposed to cure it uh didn't work but that that is literally straight up alchemy yeah that's not <laughs> that's not science yeah how did he come to this i have no idea there's nothing else it's just him having these handwritten documents what a man what a what a what, what a, a dude. clown what a clown creating gravity right what a loser. What a freaking good. Everyone used to float before that. No. That's stupid. Um, they didn't float. They flew. They flew. Flew around. Anyways, yeah, so that was fun. Did you know that bubon is Greek for groin? 
Yes, actually, I did know that. And, well, like, it's the swelling of the lymph nodes, so yep. the bubonic plague was the swelling of your groin? I, well, it was a swelling of easily inflamed areas, so your groin, your armpits oh. were a big, like, base of the neck. I, oh, yeah, okay. Not not fun for anybody. No, definitely not. But yeah, that was that's my my third my fourth no my third one your the third fifth one, one the third there. the third of five. Oh, a pair. Take my hand and we'll make it a square. Oh, women squares. Oh, no. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna hop on TJ's train of thought here for a second, mm-hmm. and we go. Isaac Newton. Can Notes. you guess what my next one is? Plague. Patient Zero. Oof. My next topic is Patient Zero, a plague tale. Oh, <laughs> fun! <clears throat> so, speaking of the bubonic or bubonic Bubone. or Black Death. <gasps> yes. Uh, this was a massive pandemic that lasted from 1346 to 1353 and killed nearly 60% of the European population. Uh, it was around 200 million people back then. Jesus. On record. Probably more. Right, right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so scientists, I forget where exactly these scientists were from. That's fine, yep. Uh, but they were following a hunch to the origins of the plague, and they made their way to a 14th century graveyard in Kyrgyzstan, Russia. I hope that's how you pronounce it. K-Y-R-G-Z-S-T-A-N. Yep. Yep. Sure. Uh, Don't ask me how to pronounce things. Historian Philip Slavin first noticed that a significant number of burials in the graveyard were dated between 1338 and 39. The Black Death happened about seven years later. Oh. And the gravestones were all marked with death by pestilence. Pestilence? Pestilence, which means... Sickness, basically. Oh, okay. But, like, plague sickness. So this was before the Black Death. So the scientists were like, hmm. Let's dig these guys up. Interesting. So, no. Okay. Because the bodies had all been excavated by scientists in the 1880s and moved to the Peter Museum of Anthropology and Ethnography. Sure. So the scientists followed the trail there. Mm -hmm. And using DNA from the bodies, scientists found traces of the Black Death on teeth of the bodies, which is not a pleasant thought. I'm literally picturing like black plaque, which I don't think it would be. Yeah, true. uh, Confirming that they were, in fact, the initial victims of the plague. uh, Yeah, like nearly seven years before before the actual plague itself uh, went. And they said that it also dates back to like most of the plagues that we have today hello covid is that you hello covid my old friend i just wish that you would end Ooh, that was good but instead they're stupid people he's still going in america they are all sheeple oof and the vision that was planted in my brain somebody get this guy record deal still a pain Within the times of COVID. Just one? No, I don't even want to clap. Anyway. Woo! Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's my that's my song to round that out. That was number six of ten. Six if you're following ten. along, folks, that is... <laughs> 
three-fifths of the way Stop. through. <laughs> okay. We could, we could make it 12 twentieths. I'm going to throw up if you do any more math right now. Okay? <laughs> All right. Um, so, can you guess where my head went after bubonic plague? COVID. Nope. Death. No. Destruction. No. <gasps> War. Famine. Pestilence. Wrath. The seven deadly sins. How do you expect me to know what you're thinking when you don't even know what you're thinking? Well, that's a good good thing, actually. Because I thought, you know, bubonic plague. Plague. The word plague looks like plage, which is beach in French. Whoa, okay. This took a turn I did not expect. And to follow up with my Isaac Newton example from Sir before. Sir Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac Newton has a, has a quote that says... To myself, I am only a child playing on the beach, while vast oceans of truth lie undiscovered before me. Ooh, so profound. And so I instantly thought of oceans, and I was like, cool, oceans! I, I like oceans! And I go to search up beach facts or ocean facts, and okay. I figure out that Casino Beach is the longest beach in the world. Is and that the one in Miami? Miami? Nope, in Brazil. Oh, okay. So it's estimated is to be... Is that the Miami Beach? 132 to 152 miles long. Holy shit. Also called Priya do Casino. Um, so it's located in Rio Grande do Sul uh, in Brazil. Interesting. Yeah. And so this is not... 152 miles? It's huge. Oh my God. It's the like, longest like stretch of in like uninterrupted beach. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Super cool. But that's not my whole fact because that's that would be boring and annoying. So anyway, we're moving on to number eight. No, kidding. No, no. <laughs> it's still the same because I thought of, you know, Casino Beach, Oceans, Oceans 11. Heist? Of course. Of course. Of course. The natural progression system. And then uh, I looked to see if actually Oceans 11 was based on a true story, and it's not. But there is a similar... I don't want to say similar because it wasn't as big of a heist. <laughs> there was this group called the Nikrash Group, um, led by Dennis uh, Nikrash. Dennis. And uh, they basically like pulled off like a new a number of of thievery. thievery I feel like I've read about this. Thieves? This was in the like mid eighties, right? Uh, yeah, I guess like seventy six all the way to ninety one. I want to say that the movie Point Break was based on this. It was about like he 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 basically did a bunch of scamming VLTs. Not Point Break. Never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Um, but basically, he was convicted in 1986 of scamming 10 million. 10, 10. This is the 10th episode. 10. Hey, eight, we made it there. 10 million from Las Vegas casinos by rigging slot machines between 1976 and 1979. Rigging slot machines. Mm -hmm. He was released on parole in 1991. And then returned to the trade five years later. Oh, my God. Um, hey, if it ain't broke. Yeah, seriously. He used to rig the machine's computer system and then leave before the jackpot could cash out so it didn't look suspicious. Mm. And then he would split the jackpot with the person who went in and actually cashed out the jackpot. So he would probably get either 50 to 70%. And then that other person, Damn, all right, in, he would all collect right. the money. So that's why he wouldn't, he would kind of evade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evade Interesting. Security. And uh, so basically the reason why he got caught was because they were trying to hit a major jackpot of $17 million by visiting six different casinos. How many times? Ten times! Hey, we made it again. And he was busted before fleeing to France. So 
one of the things that I was like looking up in terms of like the articles that I read about how like if Ocean's Eleven was real, one of the problems <laughs> that they say that the the security system that they have in place, um, people like to talk, and that's like their kind of thing. Like if you have a, an actual crew of thieves of Eleven, you have yep. a lot more. Um, susceptibility to people leaking your secrets and yep. actually like telling people about the shit that they shouldn't say. Plus, I'm pretty sure that if Brad Pitt walked into a casino, people would be like, oh shit, it's Brad Pitt. Oh shit, that Brad Pitt. Oh shit, that Brad Pitt. <laughs> that pity Brad. Brad Pitt's in it, right? Yeah. Okay. In Ocean's Eleven, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, that's the first movie quote that you had to ask me about. Yeah. Whoa, 10th episode. Do you want to know how many I've asked TJ? No, about? we're not going to count. We're not going to count. 10. At least. Million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other thing is that if you were to go steal a casino or steal stuff in the casino or whatever, um, the problem is that you need to use your actual IDs in order to claim the prizes and for tax purposes. So good luck, because all I got to say. I s- wouldn't his thing still work out, though? Because it's some random person cashing it in, and they yeah, just split it. Yeah, that, that's true, actually, but if you're dealing with the same crew all the time... I see, I see, I see. That's the problem. That does make sense. Because then it's like flagged like six people in the same group, just all one Jaguars. Sure. How do you... Something sus here. Something a little sus. Yeah. All right, you ready? That's it for me. That's it for you. You ready? I am. So, Oceans. Oceans 11. Jackpot. Hot streak, hot, flame, old flame, mine shaft flame. My next one is titled, An Old Flame. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Centralia, Pennsylvania. Who? Se- Centralia, Pennsylvania. Nice. Okay. It's a place. It's yep. a place. Uh, it was at one time a booming coal mining town with, unfortunately not 10, but 14 active coal mines. And nearly 2,500 residents. Uh, However, by the late 1960s, coal mining in the town was beginning to take kind of a nosedive. Uh, Not as popular. I don't know if coal at the time was just becoming less popular in Suffolk. Probably. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, And most of the mines were abandoned. In 1962, a small fire from a nearby landfill uh, made its way into the mines somehow. Like, I think it was over top of, like, a mine shaft or something like that. Mm-hmm. And where am I here? Made its way into the old coal tunnels and set a violent blaze all throughout the many mine shafts, running literally thousands of miles of, like, tunnel Jesus. below the city. Um, despite underground fire? Yeah. So despite, like, many, many attempts to extinguish the flames, I read that they were trying to do it for, like, well, 20 years, basically. Mm. Uh, And they did everything from, like, blocking off things to trying to flood the mines. But unfortunately, the way that the mines are situated, it, like, the materials to kind of flood out the the mine Mm. was way too expensive. So they were like, all right, well, uh... Fuck it, I guess. It's just going to burn. Yeah. So it's uh, continued to burn and continued to release like noxi- no- noxious gases. Wow, that was tough. Uh, noxious gases through like fissures and things. And finally, the state of Pennsylvania was like, yo, 
this is both a dangerous and two it's eroding away at the inside of the mines because of the leftover coal right we don't know when this is all just going to fall apart and sink the city right so in in the 80s pennsylvania ordered a full evacuation of the town yet remarkably some people specifically six houses still remain uh, it is now considered a ghost village with an eternally burning flame. That's so weird. Yeah. It's so it's been still burning? Still burning. It has been burning for, actually, 60 years this year. 60 years. 60 years of flaming good times. Wild. Bring your, bring your marshmallows. So I don't, like, bring your weenies. how deep in the, in the ground? How does it keep burning? Well, it's because there's still, like, veins of coal and whatnot left in the, the walls of the tunnel, basically. So the coals... Coal burns for a long time. Um, Sixty years, apparently. And pr- probably more. Christ. No, he was, he was staked. I thought he was burned, too, or something. Burned? No, that's, that's witches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> goes to show how much I know. Shit goes to show. And with that, that is number eight of ten. Eight of ten. We have two left. So my last one. Yep. It's not necessarily an article. It's just a bunch of facts about the number ten. Or not the number ten, but using ten. Using ten. So, are you ready? I'm just going to spit this off. I am so intent to learn. That was intense, all right? Fuck. <laughs> so, you probably already knew this, but at least 10% of the world is left-handed. Tentatively, I know it. <laughs> Neon has the atomic number 10. Tentacular. Ew. Yeah, I, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, like that, one. that one at all. The, the, the traditional 10th anniversary gift is tin. Attention, please. But, you know, the modern is now diamond. I guess inflation really fucked us up with that one. Intention. No. Oh, wait. Intention's an actual word. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. It was the diamond. It was De Beers' intention to make diamond prices skyrocket. Who? De Beers. Who's that? Oh, they're the assholes who make diamonds so expensive. Oh. How do you know that? I, I have so many weird facts. Okay. Right. We run a podcast on I this shit. This is what we <laughs> not make our living on. Um, the Roman numeral for 10 is an X, which looks like two V's, and the V is five. That one's a bit of a... That's a bit of a stretch. It's a reach. It's a bit of a reach. But? It's... It's on the internet somewhere. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Aha! Pythagoras... Oh, I know that guy. ...thought that 10 was sacred. Because 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 equals 10. Plus 5 is 15. And each what number an, represents something. What an idiot that man was. So 1 represents existence, 2 oh. represents creation, 3 represents life, and 4 represents the four elements. Fire, water, earth, and air. They forgot about spirit, baby! <laughs> Avatar. Yeah, I know. All right, moving on. That was my 10. That was, that was my six ten facts. There's That's your six, six ten facts. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Moderate. All right. Moving on to my final one, which I have aptly named a slumbering behemoth. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah? 
107 acres of aspen forest grow and thrive in Utah's Pando Tree Colony. You know anything about aspen trees? Mm, they are a tree. They are a tree. Uh, a lot of people in the south are named aspen. Really? Maybe. Gross. It sounds like an aspen with a Y. Aspen, you get out of here! Yeah. Aspen! Well. <laughs> um, so aspen trees aren't typical trees in that their main growth is entirely underground. So normally, oh. normally when we see a tree, main stuff is above ground. They've always got big roots and whatnot. Big roots. Big old roots. But the aspen is mostly underground. Um, kind of like mushrooms? Yeah, actually, very similar. Um, so their, their main growth, like I said, is entirely underground, with shoots or suckers extending along the lateral Excuse roots. Excuse me? Shoots or suckers? You shoot suckers. You ain't never played the old classic game of shoots and suckers? <laughs> you pull out a gun and you shoot some suckers. Um, anyway, so you, you, know, you know when you're driving and you see all these like thin little white trees along the road? And you think, ooh, those might be birch. They're not birch, it's aspen. Oh. Um, and so, the, like, the fun fact about that is that every sucker is genetically identical, or clones, um, which means that it's all extending from one massive root thing. So I'm not, ta- I'm not talking roots integrating and becoming, like, attached together. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, at one time, one single sprout expanded its roots. Horizontally. Yep. And shot up suckers. So the suckers are the trees. Suckers are what we see as the trees, yes. So this, this this 107 acres of aspen forest is all technically one tree. That's so fucked up. Yep. Uh, So the Pando colony stands as one of the largest living things on the planet. Uh, it contains over 47,000 shoots or trees because they're at, like, yeah. we see them and they're super thin. About, they're, they're tall, but these ones are like huge, very tall. And they have been growing for over 80,000 years. Jesus Christ. Um, people have called the, the colony the trembling giant because when the wind blows through, the, enchi- the entire colony trembles, that's, with, that's mm-hmm. with quotation marks, and moves like a living, breathing creature. That's wild. It's really, really neat to see. I would recommend people look it up. It is called the Pando Tree Colony. And it's just this huge In mass of, of aspen trees. That is crazy. Did trees I s- are awesome. Did I wish I knew trees Did better. I say that a, the entire thing weighs 13 million pounds? Weighs? Who? who that must have been a calculation. You just I, yeah, like, yeah, I don't think you could properly weigh it. But yeah. Wow. I think they're also called quaking, quaking aspens or something like that, which just sounds like something out of, like, sounds like a Eerie villain in a video game or something. Quaking aspen. You fight quaking aspen. And it's just like, that just makes me, like, set in, set in a very dark tree forest, heavily. It's probably really dark and, down below. Yeah, scary. But yeah. And with that. Very cool, though. That comes to 10 out of 10, or if we want to round down, one <laughs> of our first 10 episodes. Ah! <laughs> that, yeah. that was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But you know what else is a bit of a stretch? This podcast. Boom! Roasted. Self-burns. They're rare. 
a stretch in the right direction. I thought he was about to hit me. No, he selfed fived, which is on brand. Wait, what if two fives is a ten? But then that would be 20. High 10, loser. But a high 10 would be essentially high 20, right? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that's what? 200%. We give everything we do at least 2%. Oh my god. And then the other 60% goes to taxes. (laughs) You said no to more math. I hate Uh, this. I hate this. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Yeah, that has been 10 whole episodes. 10 whole episodes. And... 10 10 more to go and then we die. No, no. (laughs) If you, like, all 18 of you... (laughs) There's more than that now. Is there? Yes. All 19 of you. There we go. Um, thank you for coming on this yeah. journey with us. And we really appreciate your audience-ship. Audience-ship. Yeah. Yeah. While I go off on my own ship for three weeks, you guys are going to be in good... This is a terrible episode. In good hands. <laughs> I know that I'm 90% of the reason for Why? No, it's not terrible. It's not no, terrible. I just keep on making these stupid things. That's the whole And now purpose. you've done it. Now you've done it. That's the whole point. I've infected you. With the bubonic boss ass bitch. Bubonic butts. Oh, there it That's is. really stupid. I knew you were going to say butts. Ugh. It's impossible not to want to say butts after you say bubonic, if I'm honest. I was going to say bubonic boobs. <laughs> that too. It sounds a little better. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have any, you know questions comments concerns don't dm us and uh rate us five stars on apple podcast slash spotify and google, google play. play yeah that would be lovely and tell I, me t- no not tell don't tell me about us tell your friends about us tell specifically me about my own podcast please i would like to talk about myself i would like a bit of validation <laughs> <laughs> fair all right so if you're out and about if you're out in a boot make sure to keep your stick on the ice out there folks that's the crux it's crux oh shit it is it is what's the weather like come over and tell us the weather have you cracked that oh cracked canoe is about to crack a canoe it can't be an episode without a cracked canoe Ooh, baby it just sprayed on me crispy <laughs> all right what's the weather <laughs> Sorry, big gulp. I worked 44 hours this week, and I absolutely cannot recommend doing that. Anything over 35 is very fucking difficult. Stay in school. Find a better job. You owe it to yourself. You've heard it here first, folks. And back to a regular scheduled programming of... If you ever decide to read anything on the internet, uh, make sure that you fact check it heavily not like we did don't do as we do um or do or do, do 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 as we do but just remember that everything that you put on the internet probably has a consequence and if it's mean probably shouldn't do it um rate us five stars on apple podcast and You've all of the other things one. and uh we'll be seeing you next week except you won't be seeing me but you'll be seeing somebody else which is nice for variety fuck you <laughs> This has been a moderately mediocre podcast. Sure has. Happy 10th anniversary. Happy 10. Bye. Peace.